Welcome to Soul Train, but you might take a girl. <laughs> this is the Happy Valley Speakeasy Radio Program, brought to you by anybody who will sponsor us at all. Like grape soda, fried chicken, collard greens, and okra. You got some catfish, baby! But it's hip. Oh, come on. I'm feeling so funky right now. I gotta get that. You've, I, you've, never, you've never been funky. Look at you, that white man. I am yeah. feeling soulful. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. What has been going on in the week, friends? Oh, jeez, what has been going on this week? I got a job. Spencer got a job. Uh, everybody? Yes, I know. Golfers clap, please. Thank you. Thank you. Not totally useless. <laughs> hey, I'm no longer on the government dole, man. Hey, um, there's nothing more depressing than being unemployed for eight months. It just it sucks every drive out of you. See, I, I kind of disagree because I was unemployed for six months and I got a lot done. Yeah, that extra two months is a little bit more. I, I could have gone the extra two months, but it just worked him up. Well, I, got, <laughs> I had plenty of things to do, just none of it got I mean, paid. No, I didn't get paid for the stuff I did. I was writing. I was just... Writing. <laughs> well, between writing and uh, doing that thing for Rocco, that's pretty much it. Okay, there are people listening who don't know our lives intimately. <laughs> so I want to explain who Rocco is. Okay. He's a wallaby, <laughs> and he has a modern life. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to make a I porn reference. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm so expecting him to start pulling up... Uh, in the land down under here. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice to not do that. No, Rocco DeVarius is a director who came down and uh, was shooting a pilot. Yeah, a television pilot of uh, The Flyboys, which was a, a feature film that was released in 2009. Uh, it, no, it wasn't really released. It was an independent film that had very, very limited release. It got released in, in uh, Europe, but they... It went to all the film festivals here. It did huge in the film festivals, but couldn't get the the release agreement they wanted for the U.S. market. Um, so they, like I said, they, they they aired it here or had it in the theaters here where they made it, just for the local community. But it never did get open release in the U.S. Anyway, last summer he decided that uh, he wanted to try and make a television uh, pilot for it. Uh, Hiram here was the line producer for it, and. I got dragged in as doing special effects along with you yourself. Yeah, well, the night of hell, sort of. I was just there to make sure you guys didn't kill yourselves, ourselves, or anybody else. Hey, they're the ones that are jumping underneath <laughs> the falling bolts and that. Well, <laughs> you told <laughs> them not to. <laughs> oh no, huh? you, <laughs> you, you, made, you, you made the guy to. cry. <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah, you made Jeremy cry. It was <laughs> <laughs> my kids there with me? The and mind you, we've been up for like twenty hours working on this thing with huge rig up in the air trying to get it down safely inside an aquatic center we're tearing it apart the guys are starting to set up the pool for the morning we've asked them to wait 10 minutes so we can get stuff out of the way so it's safe the guy jumps in the pool right underneath us right when these guys are pulling down a big heavy piece of machinery yeah it's a you know it was a 40 foot truss that we just unbolted and Hiram just un- comes and glued on the guy <laughs> and my son had never seen, never <laughs> well, heard I've always said it's you never have to resort to swearing 
Unless you're really good at it. <laughs> and I'm really good at it. And he's you proud made, of that fact. You made sailors blush. <laughs> but by the time Hiram was done unloading on him, Jeremy was shaking. Because <laughs> he'd never heard you at, uh, react well, he's never that seen me, Well, he'd never seen me mad. Yeah, yeah he'd never, never seen me never seen me because I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not the guy to get pissed off like that. No, you're the guy but that mock that's usually my. That's actually usually my job. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was livid. Well, just because I was lifting it up and then we had gone for so long. There was nothing I, I, I had no idea if I could keep it from falling on the guy, to be honest with Oh, you. no, I understood why, and I explained to him. I, ex- I explained both to the kid later and to Jeremy why you'd acted the way you right. did, because I've, I've been there, man. No, I don't. Yeah, no. No, that, no, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a good, it was a good just string. <laughs> oh, yeah. String of swear words. Was good. Oh, that, and he had to go pick up the baby Ruth bar afterwards. <laughs> It was very Caddyshack. <laughs> but, um... Uh, favorite news story of the week? Um, well, I was going to... Uh, the Oscar announcement... Uh, let's wait for that. Let's wait for that. Okay. okay. Let's wait for that. Well, then, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about that, but let's get there. Hillary Clinton's aneurysm. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't go far enough. Well, I mean, Chelsea's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, actually, the, the greatest thing that I heard this morning, uh, I was driving up waiting for Limbaugh to come on to KDXU, and I was going up to the hilltop where, where my new job is uh, I'm the production designer for a film called The Dons, and we're using one of the hangars up on the old airport. So I'm driving up to there, and I heard Mike McGarry this morning. And Mike McGarry, of course, is like this with the deviated septum. And he actually took a stand on something. Wow. I mean, you understand, we used to listen to this guy. He had a, sh- a show with another guy named Mike, the Mike and Mike in the Morning. So original. And the other Mike is um, a libertarian, very strong libertarian. He can defend it very well, very eloquently, and came up with these, with, with these great opening monologues and about elo- research. Really eloquent and, and actually stood for anything. And it was an, an opinion political show. And whenever that Mike was gone, and Mike McGarry was in charge. Well, he was a complete moderate who has no spine at all, trying to do a political opinion show. Yeah, well, this one was actually <laughs> without, pretty without good. opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. political opinion show with no opinions. opinions. Yeah. He, well, to give you the idea of how unopinionated he was, he came out and said multiple times during the Warren Jeff trials that he did not know that it was necessarily bad for polygamy to be in the, in Utah. No, 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 yeah, I mean. You know, marrying off 13-year-old girls is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do it in Indonesia. It's okay. This morning, (laughs) they were talking about uh, the whole Second Amendment thing that's going on right now. And uh, one caller called up and said Barack Obama should commit suicide for his stance on the Second Amendment. Oh, wow. (laughs) And... He makes you wonder if the Secret Service is listening to that Well, and McGarry did what he normally does and immediately goes to commercial. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. One commercial goes, he comes back on the air and says, you know what, it is wrong to say that this president of the United States should commit suicide. Hey, I'm sorry. And I'm he sorry. spent a minute and a half explaining that it was wrong. And that's all he said was it was wrong. This, I do not agree with it. I do not, do, I do not condone this. That caller should have never said it. I mean, a minute and a half, and then he goes back to commercial. Now, I'm sorry. Hiram should have cut in there with church chick. <laughs> 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 
I testified it was wrong. <laughs> yeah, Telling man, the president to kill himself is wrong. <laughs> that may have to. So happen. I got the freak out of there. <laughs> so I got up on. It was the only time I've ever heard Mike McGarry take a stand on anything. It, it took a whole commercial for him to actually decide <laughs> that it was wrong to make a stand on something. Then he took a stand. <laughs> <laughs> then he put his pants back on. <laughs> and got the freak out of there. <laughs> My favorite uh, news story of the week: uh, <laughs> Al Roker shot himself. I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Just couldn't it happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just the thing with Al Roker is if you're going to lose the weight, <coughs> try to lose it in the neck too. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go that far. You don't need a neck no. vagina, <laughs> like like fat bastard. In. Well, you know, ridiculous. The, the the bad part about about uh, Al Roker is that is everything got skinny except for his massive melon. And well, that's where the <clears throat> ego sits. <laughs> yeah, firmly ensconced in between the ears. I get, I, I understand that. You just <laughs> he uh, he's too falsely happy every morning. He tells you the weather. Oh, it, definitely in the top ten people I can't stand to hit, listen to. The other, and unfortunately, I was playing a game with my kids, and my wife had the controller on the TV. It was either Sunday night or Monday night. Next thing I know, the biggest lard, I mean, biggest loser is on the air, the new episode. Dude, biggest loser in the first few weeks is amazing because there's nothing funnier than fat people crying. Well, I'll give you that. <laughs> That's the only reason I, I never think it past like week three. But I cannot stand the vo- to listen to it all. That is Julian Child, whatever her name is, oh Michaels. Yeah, yeah. you're thinking of the cook, <laughs> Julian <laughs> Child, who's been like that bad bitch. <laughs> I can't stand her. Those cookies. I'm coming down. But no, she's just which, which uh, she is just so openly <laughs> such a complete wench, and that's her entire career is being a wench. I can't stand listening no, no. to her. The best part is people pay her to be to a, be a bitch to them. Oh, the great no. The best part is people buy her DVDs <coughs> to listen to recordings of her being a bitch <laughs> to them. Well, you know what? God bless America, because nowhere else would you ever get paid. Up? Oh, nice. What are we Shatner's doing? World. <laughs> oh no! It's in, is this in your magazine. geek? Is this in your geek? No, no. Um, I, Sky? I had to take Sky. a. I, I, oh. I had to go. I had to take a flight on Wednesday, and this no, is it's a, like a, it's a peep, it's the a, Sky it's, magazine. It's a, uh, oh, cut out. So and you cut, oh, you, you can it's oh they don't have the shats on there. It's Bill Shatner, and you can cut out uh, a uh, Captain Kirk. Or TJ, and then they, they've got a little a little <laughs> saying of what what's been happened in his career that involves those different cutout clothes you can oh, put on geez. the Shatner body. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's a little, I wish it wasn't hilarious. I, I, I slash creepy. I wish they would have put it not on the glossy page. You know, like put it on a cardboard so it'd be last a long time. <laughs> well, that's up. To so the, when I kissed it at night, it would. <laughs> that's up to the end user to do that and you, you know, could always, proof it. You could always cut, uh, cut it out and laminate hey, it. Speaking of frightening. Oh, good. I got a good picture for you. Oh, wait, wait. Before you go there, at the very along the side here, she didn't see the many faces of Shatner. And they've got a picture from him do, uh, doing different facial expressions on different shows. Frightening from Comedy Central's Laugh, Last Laugh 05. Fearless from first Star Trek film. Oh, geez. Fuming from Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Khan! Khan! <laughs> 
fabulous from Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and one that I'd never seen actually freaked from the Twilight Zone black and white 1950s. I actually have seen that. It's well, there's, there's two episodes. So that he's in, yes. The best one is the one that John Lithgow redid. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's, yeah that's and that's what they're referring to. That's the, the way on the plane. Yeah, but plane. but that, that look is like, I don't know so much I'd go freaked as... Um, Crapping my pants? Um, uh, projectile diarrhea is really the look he's giving there. <laughs> what he's, what he's, <laughs> what he, what he, the look he's giving is is um, he's doing redecorating with <coughs> diarrhea pills and stencils. <laughs> anyway, I just had to grab that because that that page is just so ridiculous. <laughs> okay, now Kimball, dude, that looks like he just got somebody. Took a rubber or 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 the cop just walked in and he's there with the little Filipino boy. <laughs> oh no! It's not what you think, officer. <laughs> I paid for him. Or, or he was he was mid David Carradine. <laughs> okay, Kim, I want you to react to this picture. Don't say what it is. I just... <laughs> wow. Okay. Where do they find that much fabric? Okay, well, I guess he is. Okay, this is Mama, oh, this oh, is Mama June. A.K.A. Human Thumb. This is Honey uh, Boo Boo's mom on the last episode, the Halloween episode, dressed up as Marilyn Monroe. <sighs> Gotta love a woman with curves. I didn't realize I had a fan that big. <laughs> I Just that smile. That smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's less well, of a smile and just like it's it's like the most tired mouth in the world trying to push back see, pounds of fat in one person's face. The uh, problem here is, and I, I this is the closest I've seen to a human without makeup being job of the hut. <laughs> Especially that smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hey, look at the makeover, though, the before and after. Oh, good. Not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, I just happened to see on Yahoo uh, News earlier this week, there's a picture of her and Honey Boo. Which My mistake. Honey Boo Boo Chow. Yeah, that thing. And uh, it was was remarkable because it was the only time I've actually seen a woman if she wore a man's shirt, a button-up shirt, I think she would actually be wearing a neck size 29. Oh, yeah. And it's the only time I've ever seen a human being whose ears and neck were the exact same width. <laughs> He's trying not to. I, I, again, I, I think that um, and, the soup's definition is so perfect. And how I refer to her now is human thumb. <laughs> she looks like the human thumb. I've I, I never seen somebody who actually had the exact same head and shoulders as the schmoo. <laughs> you remember that girl from high school whose nickname was schmoo? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, that, that's who the honey boo-boo is going to grow into. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I completely th- forgot about her. I think that the best way to describe the contours of her body, you know, you've heard of figure eight and stuff like that. She was more of an avocado. No, I think you meant hourglass, not figure eight. (laughs) That would be really strange on a woman. It was an infinity mark. I've got friends that are into goth. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) So many times over. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Death glares would kill. Well, uh, yeah, I get that. That poor kid. I mean, first of all, it's 
Mama Boo Boo, I guess is what her name is. Mama June. Whatever. Has in the bug. If you're not gonna if you're not going to insult correctly, don't <laughs> insult at all. Well so that's my rule. I'm not insulting, I'm just I'm thinking that poor kid because she she's a, a little chunker and she thinks that she's God's gift to uh, the beauty pageant world. No, I don't think she, that she thinks that. What I think that she thinks is um, dear, they'll dear stop God, beating me. me if I win some of these. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, after I mean, I don't know how much you compare it to like the Jean Benet thing. You know, when well, the was, big difference there is Jean Benet's parents, although just as twisted in the child pageant way. Had money and were not white trash. That's the huge difference here. Well, I don't know if oh, they're white trash. Oh, no, no, no. They, they I money. thought the huge difference was um, she was alive. No, that too. Well, yeah. I thought the huge difference was about 900 pounds. Honey Boo doesn't weigh 900 pounds. <laughs> yeah. No, but the combined weight between mom and she daughter. Will. She will. Don't, give it time. <laughs> yeah. Give it time. With or without the kid. Skitty. Eat much of that skeddy. <laughs> now, what was the recipe you tried for skeddy? <clears throat> what was the recipe I saw on the show? Which is? Let I... me go through the skeddy. <laughs> oh, no. See, every so often, like to, um, I like to play a game with myself called, Hey, Hiram, don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> and what I did was... Uh, so you're Andrew Zimmer's in for a day? <laughs> not really, because most of the food that he eats, he does it... Well, most of the time it's bizarre, but it still tastes good. To him, at least. Until he gets the ghost chilies. <laughs> well, I, well so, and I saw one where he, he ate some pretty rancid stuff, but most of the time he's having a good time. Yeah. I never have a good time. Whatever I never have. It's always, it always ends poorly. 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 <laughs> but uh, what was it? it was, um, so you get the uh, spaghetti, and then you make the spaghetti sauce, which right. <laughs> she puts a mound of butter into a plastic dish. So she doesn't really measure; so, it just takes like a no. Scoop. She's like no, no. What she did was she took one of those big rubber spatulas that you'd scrape out like frosting or something with, and start scooping out butter, <laughs> and then she took ketchup and just slathered it on, and then microwaved it, Ugh. and then mixed it together, put it on the skeddy. So that was it. So that was it. She's a she's an army chef, dude. This is worse than army. I'm telling I mean, you, I've got I've got. Uh, a couple of in-law relatives that, and to me this is so obscene. It always has been since day one. We get together for taco nights, and I finally start bringing my own salsa. Is that a swingers code? <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. That's on which state you're in. <laughs> it actually is a family night where they make homemade tacos, and I finally start make bring my own salsa because all these people would bring. Mild ketchup. Oh, no, I know. Not mild ketchup. No, my my father-in-law does that ketchup, and it makes me sick to my stomach. I have a brother-in-law who will put ketchup on a gorgeous roast beef. Weird. Weird. Well, my my other brother-in-laws, for the the oldest brother-in-law, they swear that he's got stock and Heinz for how much ketchup this dude consumes. (laughs) He just... Here, I'm thirsty. Give me a swig. I'll tell you what, man. He's actually uh, related to John Kerry now. Yeah. (laughs) That's a total um, white trash thing because my sister-in-law is – she, I mean she was, grew, she was brought up by wolves. That's just how it is. <laughs> she was brought up by wolves and I made amazing oven-roasted potatoes just 
you know, seasoned perfectly, cooked perfectly, without even tasting them, she asked for ketchup. No, no, she didn't ask for it. She went to my fridge and got it. Because I wouldn't have given it to her and then asked. And then proceeded to empty half the bottle onto her. <coughs> She's like, hey, these taste your good. You're like, oh, geez, get away. Well, it was like the first time. Last time you're coming to my house ever again for dinner. <laughs> See, if I was going to do something, I'd probably taste it at least. If I wanted something different, I would probably just go grab, like, balsamic vinegar or something. Well, it's like the first oh, time that she I... She doesn't have that much range. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I cooked a very nice roast for my wife after we were married, and... Again, it comes up to upbringing, and a lot of people agree with this. I, she instantly asked for A1, which to me is just like daggers in the heart. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you haven't cooked the meat right. Then you put A1 on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to cover the taste. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, if you do a, a roast, great. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, this is a briquette. Should I put some sauce on it? <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> well, when I do a roast, at least, I always have a, it's a, I find, first of all, something that's really well marbled because that's where your flavor comes from. Obviously. And then depending on what kind of roast I'm doing. But one of the best ways I've ever had it is to uh, let it marinate in whiskey for about 24 hours, and uh, you add smoke, liquid smoke into it, and then bake it that way. And it's phenomenal. Because you get drunk. Because <laughs> it makes you happy. <laughs> it makes you love everything. I, I marinate in a um, cough syrup. And <laughs> Robert doesn't. I marinate mine in the tears of my children. <laughs> it's hard to fill out the pan when you they have to bend over as you whacking them with your, exactly. the buckle end of your belt. More, damn it, more! We got family coming over. <laughs> anyway, is that why you bought that screw? This is this is the worst part about that sketty. It. I mean, it smelled horrific, <laughs> but the worst it was, it, it was, why? okay, first of all, I have to ask, if it smells that bad, why is it going into your mouth? That's part of the game. No, 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 if no, it smells that no, no. bad, I'm there's playing, a natural no, reflex no, no, in your body that I'm says, playing, hey, don't eat that. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. And to and win, hey, don't eat that, you got to eat that or else you're a pussy. That's it. That's or, it. Or, or you're a survivalist. No, end of conversation. If you're not going to do it, you're a pussy and you lose. Well. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. <laughs> so, no, no, the smell wasn't the worst part. No, it was the texture in your mouth. I figure. Once you got it on but, your tongue, it smelled <laughs> well. First, it was like a, you got to get the bouquet. <laughs> It sounds like a really bad porn I, sketch. I just, when you finally get it in your mouth and kind of swish it around. I go back I to Spencer's figure, comment on that. I figure it's probably what a fetus must feel like in your mouth as you're eating it. Wow. With less crunch. Well, well, depends, depends, depending on if it's al dente. Huh? That's what I was going there next. I know, I beat you too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've, I've also played Hey Don't Eat That with. Um, I wanted to see how closely bacon strips tasted like bacon because apparently they were supposed to taste like bacon. Um, how close I, are they? I, 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 I don't want to. And how are we doing with that? Spoiler: They don't. <laughs> I made a I made a BLT with them. Now the question is: Did it make you? <laughs> did it make you beg <laughs> for <laughs> for death? Just death. I have to ask this: Would it be better had you added baconese? 
No. <laughs> no. Because it, nothing's going to be Would it have been better or worse than the bacon bacon sandwich I made for my son at Christmas, which is um, uh, fried up bacon spam. <laughs> on, we're already going down a bad road here. On toast with bacon A's. Which is bacon flavored mayonnaise. If, the, anyone, if anyone's wondering, the artificially bacon flavored is, bacon oh, It's so artificially flavored, it's kosher. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be that service. And has like is that kind of like going to a New York deli and asking for a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, the stuff ha- was was created by a guy after World War II. And so I, it literally has like a 50-year shelf life before it walks away. <laughs> it just spouts arms and legs. And I'm out of here. I can just see that episode of Futurama. I, I haven't really played Hey, Don't Eat That for a while. <laughs> not after... My bowels hurt after, so bad. Not after Skeddy Gate. <laughs> Skeddy Gate. I like that. <laughs> Oh, I had some good news today, by the way. You had a good bowel movement? No, I had good news. Oh. I don't know how you'd... Well, no, that's usually good news for an elder men. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, I'm 60. <laughs> no, uh, my wife has lymphoma, which is so great. And she went, uh, getting chemo she went, for Christmas. <laughs> that's offensive. <laughs> uh, Especially if you only have... Uh, you know, you know, it's, like, it's like jokes like that I say, Yeah, not for... Total strangers that I don't know to listen in on and have my mother say, no, 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 get up and do that funny sign thing. Huh? Huh? It's like her revenge Except on how awful I am. You got to realize that I didn't hear it from you first. I heard it from your wife who is getting chemo <laughs> no. for Christmas. No, 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 no. The good news is she's only stage one. She's only getting radiation. Oh, sweet. So she doesn't have to. Um, yeah, I walked in this morning. And barf. As soon as I walked in. straight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not, the I was trying to get to the good news, but whatever. <laughs> you know, let's drag you to the mud first. No, I always, I always greet your wife with, "So, how's your cancer? How's the cancer? Mm, it's acting up today. <laughs> Rub some mineral oil on it." Sometimes I wish, um, you know, the good things can come from cancer, though, especially if your wife has cervical cancer, because by the end there, she loses weight and it gets tighter down there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. That was the joke I was talking about earlier. I didn't want to say. You'll say that one publicly, but not, I'm getting can- chemo for Christmas. Priorities. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. It's in front of you guys. I know no one's listening to this podcast. It's okay. Especially after the first five minutes. Yeah. Pretty much. Speaking of which. Um, Kimball, you had an intro? An intro. Not an intro, but I wanted to talk about the the Oscar nominations came out today, oh, and goody. I officially don't give a rat's ass, which is kind of odd. Since how I've been trying to get film pro- products projects going forever, anybody want to back me? I got some great scripts. So do we. But <laughs> mine are better. <laughs> but aside from that, it, it's just Hollywood glorifying Hollywood for the sake of glorifying Hollywood, and that's what, how it started out, and it's just gotten much bigger. Well, actually, that goes with my next comment. Really, the Oscars is Hollywood uh, just sucking each other off. No, actually, I I just it is. I actually think it's Hollywood fluffing each other. That's what 
Yeah. I understand, but you don't necessarily have to use the. No, you do. You have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a member of the well, Academy. I'm, I'm, I didn't know. I'm looking. I'm looking at Best Picture, and um, yet again, yet another <laughs> year of not seeing one of these films. I did want to see Lincoln. I just never got to. Yes, that. I want. I admit, I wanted to see it, and it ran out of time. Well, you know, dude, I'm, it was like it was in theater in our town. It was in our theaters for like four weeks, and it was gone. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it, I, it was over at, in Hurricane for two weeks and then I, it disappeared. I tried to see it and it just didn't work out. I did want to go see Argo, but I could. I I've heard Argo. great things about that one. But, I mean, and yet, I'm not going to go so see disappointing. The Jingle Unchained. I'm not going to see Life of Pi, which looks, I mean, for, for a film for Ang Lee and it looks gayer than Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, it can't be any gayer than Geely. Now, see, the thing is. Everyone's saying that Ben Affleck is getting snubbed because he wasn't nominated for Best Director, but his Argo was nominated for Best Picture. But I think after you make Geely, there's about 15 years of repentance has to be paid. Repentance you have to think. <laughs> no, and well, and the rumors, even making the rumor that you were buying the rights to Casablanca and you're going to remake it with Jennifer Lopez. Oh no! You must no, repent no, your sins. No, 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 you cannot remake Casablanca. No, no. I'm just saying the rumor was out there while they were dating. Luckily, they broke up. <laughs> Luckily, thank goodness. I mean, that would have been a tragedy. Now, you got me onto Kevin Smith films years ago, which, you know, I've got to be in a certain mood to listen to, to F-bombs that many times in a movie. Yeah. Um, but in um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, there's that really great little scene between Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yeah, 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 yeah. After you do, a, do an art piece, you yeah, got to do, yeah. do the popular piece. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I think he had done... Um, <clears throat> Well, I think it was talking Good, about was it Will Hunting and then moving on. No, to I, I think it, it was in reference uh, <coughs> to Ben Affleck doing Kevin Smith's. Um, uh, oh, oh, that No, the little kid show, the the one with the little girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jersey that's what he's girl. talking about. Jersey Girl. Yeah, that was the art piece. And oh. He was making up for the art piece. Jersey Girl was a horrible film. It wasn't that bad. It, it did have redeeming values to it. I've seen worse. <laughs> Yeah, like no, made in Manhattan. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying but to the, think the, the that thing time is, um, I was doing also. The, the, um, the, oh, I was thinking of bounce. That was a safe flick. <laughs> but the, that was the, terrible. The fans didn't want that from Kevin Smith because well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they wanted another Clerks, which they got. Yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I literally, what, what, I, I've seen a bunch of the animated feature films. So how <laughs> how disappointed were you that? <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer didn't get nod, a nod there in the Oscars. You act like I was surprised. Uh, I would, actually, I thought it would at least get an effects nod. Well, except that they have... Well, yeah, it is visual effects. Since what's bugged me is that over the last yeah. bunch of years, they've combined visual effects and special effects into one award. No, that should be separated because you know, CGI does not get to compete with physical effects. Well, and you have to do such intricate pre pre uh, pre Pre-production value. Pre-thought process uh, yeah. to, on the special effects side to be able, if you're going to incorporate special effects with visual effects. Well, it, yeah. I, not to toot Dad's horn again, but Underdog was exactly that. I mean, he went meticulously, scene by scene, using the storyboards as his guide to be able to make those scenes happen. Well, you but, see the visual effects. I mean, at least The Hobbit had a lot of good... Um, normal effects with the visual effects. Yeah, yeah. But you look at Life of Pi and all the whole thing is just one, a whole, a one blue eye masturbation movie. after another. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole uh, 
But the thing I was very surprised by, and I hope it wins, is uh, Moonrise Kingdom getting right for writing. Because that was a great flick. I've only That's the one film in here I've seen. I love it. It's one of those where I, I know I've... It's one of those I know I've got to see, but I know I've got to be in a certain mood to watch it because I've seen. Oh, yeah. Wasn't your son the one that uh, put it on the for Christmas? Yeah, and I was not going to sit there I, during Christmas to watch it. I tried. I honestly tried to look at it for about fifteen minutes, and it's just no. No, I, I actually want to see it now after I saw the, the the cutaway of the girl knifing the biker. That that's got my interest. <laughs> in it. No, it's a great film. It is really a great film. I do like watching uh, Bruce Willis as kind of the nerdy old man. But well, and what I love about what I did see is that all the actors who are character actors are doing true characters, not just themselves again. Now, Edward Norton does an amazing job. I mean, well, Edward Norton's saw, always uh, been a great character. Well, actor. And, and Bill Murray. Uh, yeah. that, he he doesn't do his normal Bill Murray at yeah. all. It's great. Oh, and when the, and when when <laughs> actors do that, it draws me in. It's like Jack Black is a great actor when he's not playing Jack Black. What movie is that in? Well, I can maybe maybe name maybe one or two where he doesn't do that. King Kong's one of them. King Kong's one. Um, I can't remember the name. Well, I know because I really <laughs> love the, the the one where the the Brit and the Hollywood actress swap places for the for Christmas. Oh, that looks so gay! I didn't even like try. Well, it was a chick flick, admittedly, but he did a really great job in it of actually acting. Well, I actually one of my guilty pleasures is Shallow Hell, but Jack Black is playing Jack Black. Yeah, the problem, but, and, and you can only do that so many times before it, it gets old. Oh no, that's when he was starting. That's why, that's why Will Ferrell movies always crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, because well, uh, that's actually one that the few times where I really enjoyed watching Jason Alexander was as his little shyster buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, that counterplay against each other was really fun to watch on Shadow Hal. Well, I've I've always enjoyed Jason Alexander because he's always chosen characters that are different from what he's done already. Well, that's true. He does try to aim a little bit. In, I mean, the only time he became repetitive is when he was playing Seinfeld, Seinfeld forever because that was the character. But I mean, you, you compare like those two characters against his character in, um, oh, I can't believe I'm dropping, forgetting names now. Um, with Richard, Dustin checks in with Richard Gere. Um, That's the monkey movie. Pretty lady. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. He was a pretty lady. But you know that the, that character. Singing about that opening song again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty lady. What is hip? But you know, you'll you'll compare that character in the ethos versus the other two characters that we were talking about. I mean, they are he creates true characters every time he has a role. Okay, I'll give you that. So I don't I don't agree with this. They have um, best animated feature. They have Wreck It Ralph, and it just wasn't that good. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's on there. It's not that good. I'm just waiting for you. Well, I know, like because Brave is there, Frank and Weenie, Paranorman, The Pirates, Band of Misfits, which is awesome. Okay, but and Wreck It Ralph, which how, sucked. How many? How many? Um, Movies that they want to have listed. How many full-length feature film, cartoon Plenty. films? You know what? Rise of the Guardian should be on there because that was a good film. I'll give you that. That was a great film. It had a real story. It had three acts. And it had a definite, good, just all-around uh, animation. Well, if it was that great, why is That should be in there. Well, that also then should be nominated for uh, Best Writing. But you don't, get, you don't get that stuff in Best Writing ever. Unfortunately, well, that's I mean that's what one of the reasons why I hate Hollywood so much right now is that most of their films is either nonstop action or it's in farts in arts piece. Well, and you you look at the Oscars. This is part of what always just drives me nuts on it is unless you are uh, one of the Hollywood people who watch everything that comes out, eighty five ninety percent of the movies 
the average person has not seen because they're indie films that are the artsy fartsy indie films that make no money. Well, and it's not just that; it's the who's some the, of those artsy fartsy films are really good. It, it's no, really based some, on who's the most politically come through. Well, there are, but most of those arts and farts films are are based on the nominees are based on who is most politically correct. Well, and I would I I always love thinking back to when they had the South Park episode making fun of Sun, Sundance. <laughs> I don't want to see a cowboy movie with two gay cowboys and some pudding <laughs> and, and end up walking right into that film. Yeah, it was the, a lot of the independent art house films are like that. Yeah. Have you ever walked out on a film? Yeah, several. Several? Jeepers. I walked out of Titanic. I hated it, and <clears throat> I still do. Uh, I never saw it. Good for you. Don't waste your time. I, my I, my wife drove it to me because of Celine well, Dion being tied to I, I it. I only didn't see it because somebody ruined the ending for me. <laughs> yeah, history. <laughs> it was in the encyclopedia. Uh, I let's see. I've walked out of. Um, well, it's been a lot of years since I walked out of something. I walked out of um, what's that flick? It was that Pam Anderson flick. <laughs> the one, it was that actually went to theaters? Barbed wire. Oh. I walked out of barbed wire. I walked out on, uh, oh, geez, it was, what the hell was oh, that? Oh, you know what? I walked out of uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, <laughs> I, I did, I did Tom walk, Travolta, I did, yes. Scientology one? I like that film. Oh, you freak. <laughs> you freak. I did walk out of Battlefield Earth, and I also uh, walked out on uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> what? Wait, at what point? Uh, about ten minutes in. Oh, dude, you missed the good scenes. <laughs> this, the it good was like good shower. I might have to go and get HBO for that. <laughs> actually, I, I think it. I think it's actually on Netflix now. <laughs> you just got a fast one. It's on USA every other day. Come on. Is it really? The shower scene? No, it's it's good. They can't show that on cable. Darn. Actually, they can. Well, it's not to. It's pan and scan. Okay. (laughs) You know what? When it's on Netflix, it is for me, too. I I know there's another film that I walked out on. What was it called, though? I I, I think it was a feature featuring. Uh, back when Tom Green was allowed to do movies, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you phrase that. <laughs> that what that road trip bastardization thing? Or? Well, there was road. I didn't see road trip. I think it was the Freddy got fingered. Oh right, wasn't that the that, it, that it was just like, wasn't the film I wanted it to be? <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping it was a bunch about a Catholic <laughs> priest and a bunch of choir boys. Prepubescent. <laughs> I see. Well, there's a lot of films I just won't go to. I mean, I, I know at this point in my life, as much as I did enjoy Pulp Fiction back in the day, anything Tarantino's put out in the last 10 years, I just want to stab myself. You know, I didn't even enjoy Pulp Fiction or any of the uh, Kill Bill's crap. Glorious Bastard sucked. I and mean, there's a lot of it, reasons it why did. it did. And a lot of it has to do with, I don't know, I'm a lover of history. And it <laughs> raped history. It just And it's just... The the whole the scene at the end with the it's I'm, just the I'm convoluted sorry, like plots. And again, I, n- I never watched it because I, it's I, I just, just so well bad. Brad Pitt. No matter how much he tried, will never be any kind dude, of Lee dude, Marvin. What is the last time Brad Pitt has made a movie in like the last thousand years that anyone wanted to go see? Ocean's Eleven. 
I mean, yeah, but without Clooney and without Damon, that movie would have sucked. If oh, he, yeah. If it was just him, yeah, I'm yeah. talking, he's the lead guy. No oh. other lead. Maybe, now, maybe, and give me a lead actress, but. I do got to say. I, Fight Club is it. Is well. it. I do got to say, I've, I finally got around to seeing The Curious Case of, of oh, Benjamin, Benjamin Button. And it's actually not bad. No, it's, it's not too bad. It's actually. It's way too long. It is, oh, it is. It is way too long, but the, the, entire, I, con- the entire concept of the script is quite fascinating. Well, the book is fascinating. The movie's not. <laughs> Well, like you said, the concept, which came from the book. Well, and I, I didn't. Re- I, that's one, I, surprisingly, I didn't know was from a book. Are you kidding? Hollywood uses nothing but books nowadays. No, but when's the that's last? That's not true. They, they, what's the last original they, script? Reboots. Yeah, it's all reboots. Uh, that's where I know. I so said, what's the re- last original script that came out of Hollywood? I know, but you can't say they all came from books. A lot of them are coming from video games. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And TV <laughs> shows and board okay. games. Okay. Like Battleship. What, when's the, the last? Most horrible film. Which, yes, it's being, it's, it's, it's oh, being uh, rated or put up for the. Oh, guess you got one of the most Razzies this year, though. Breaking Dawn 2. Which I was so happy to hear. <laughs> I don't know anybody who actually went, well, other than my wife. Okay, I don't know any male that actually <laughs> went and saw it. Obviously, a lot of women did because it, I didn't see it. they made a lot of money. Oh, I know. They, <laughs> apparently, uh, Kotex started selling like <laughs> out the wall. What? Vending machines. <laughs> they put them up in, <laughs> men's, in the men's room. No, I just... I, I read Twilight because I wanted to know what the big deal was. And I've always been a firm believer of if you're going to make fun of something, do it correctly. you got to do your research on it. The biggest heap of shit I've ever <laughs> read in my life. I mean, it was, it was basically a, a, a 13-year-old girl's freaking wet dream diary. Well, there's a reason. Just every two seconds. His chest was so ch- I mean, there was one point where I said, if she mentions how chiseled and statuesque his chest is, I'm going to start menstruating. And I went everywhere. It was horrible. And the, and the reason why I didn't read it at all, I, seriously, I got told I had to read it because the author was a goddess from BYU. <laughs> Which, I, I'm like, that's like the biggest reason for me not to. Yeah, you, you say I have to do something because of uh, someone's tied it to... Uh, any, any any college, I don't care. I literally, literally, do not. I literally do not care where this author comes from or any author. It, if Clancy, Tom Clancy, which is an author I love to read, wrote that hunk of crap, I'd never read anything by him. I think again. Tom Clancy is quite. Long-winded and boring, to be honest with you. Well, he, oh, yeah. he can be, but his problem is he gets so caught up in the technicalities of things, and this is coming from a tech, <laughs> that it, it, it just it becomes laborious to read. Well, it is, but I, I have a legitimate reason why I love Tom Clancy. You two both know that I am dyslexic. Insomniac. Uh, dyslexic, actually. Is the <laughs> and word. and, and insomniac. insomniac. Well, after I was retrained to read, the first book... I, I read was the hunt for red October. Now the hunt for red October is perfect. Is, is one of the few books where he hits a good balance between story and tech. Yes. And well, that's the first book I ever learned how to read after I was retrained to read. And see, that's, that's the first book of Tom Clancy that I did read. It was like two or three books later. I was like, Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> well, get to the story. The Kremlin of the Cardinal, uh, Cardinal of the Kremlin, which is the next book. And that's, uh, 
that's the little the itty bitty prequel to Hunt for October. Uh, that also hits the right balance in between tech and in action. It's the book after that that just drags in every book sense. Well, see, that's why I like Ted Bell. Yeah, Ted Bell Ted has Bell, a great balance. I mean, he just gets the tech that you need and then just goes. And it's not just a stupid action all the time, whatever. It's, there's, there's actual good story development. Well, it's like a good sci-fi mo- or sci-fi story. It has sci-fi elements there of, that are plausible. They're plausible. Not necessarily, you know, obviously they well, can't that- do it now, but have that, that feeling of plausibility and explained not enough detail because it doesn't exist yet, but enough to where it's believable and you move on and it's part of the story. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I love Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton has just enough tech and the rest of it is action. You know, Michael Crichton cracks me up. I read a bit of his history a while back and he'd actually started writing while he was in college finishing up a medical, medical degree. School. Yeah, this is the greatest and so story. He, he actually publishes under a different name because he didn't want to mess up in, with anything he was doing with the medical stuff. And he had two books out, and they started selling really big. And so right when he's graduating, getting his medical degree, he decides to drop out and go write full-time. And the counselor is going, um, are you sure you want to do this? Most writers don't make any money. He's like um, pulling out the checks. Well, no, well, these are, no, these books over here that are in the top ten New York These times, are mine. Those are mine. <laughs> and the counselor's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Congratulations, son. <laughs> You know that's um, a, a thing I was going to I was going to mention about the whole Hollywood Oscar thing that kind of you know patting yourself on the back, especially when you've got the establishment behind you. Uh, a good friend of ours we grew up with, uh, Michael Collins. He's uh, his dad, Michael Collins, is, was English professor at Pepperdine, and he's writing. Sh- well, he's horror, been, he's been writing. Well, he, horror he's stories. been writing since he could write. Yeah, he had his first bought short when he was fourteen, then didn't sell anything for fifteen years. And had a, 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 his suddenly had a lot of really great success, and most of it has been from um, books that he's gotten deals with from small publishers. But he's had the electronic version, the rights to sell his, himself, and he's just promoted the snot of himself and done very well with it. And I've got more respect for indie filmmakers like that. They just go out and do it and forget all the walls, all the problems, all, everything in your way, and just work, finding a way around it or over it and getting it done instead of just kowtowing to what the, the well, establishment that, wants. And that's kind of basically what we're doing right now with this film that we're, we're starting. I mean, this, this is feeling most like uh, an independent film than anything else. We don't have any studio money coming in yet. I, well, I know you guys have gotten some bigger backers, and for those that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, Spencer just got hired on a film that um, done in cl- collaboration with the local college here. I don't know how much you're allowed to say about what it is. Oh, we can t- we can talk about it. We're in production now. Okay, uh, so, some play- some shows are hush hush until okay. It's out. I haven't been told not to say anything, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a football movie. Well, it's a football movie about the 1951 Dons. Uh, the, the University, University of, of San Francisco, San Francisco, which is a Jesuit school. And their mascot is... Isn't, isn't it uh, pronounced G-suit? <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> We're in San Francisco. And uh, so the, you know, this, this production company truly is an independent film. It's a, a bunch of donors that, uh, to the uh, University of San Francisco that's paying for this for the most part. Yeah, I know they, they've gone out and gotten some more funds, but uh, I have no idea where those well, come no, from. They, yeah, they haven't lost it down 
the club. I mean, well, I, I don't know the details. I've <clears throat> I've got a job. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, bastard. <laughs> no, I, I've uh, I passed on it. To be honest with you. Oh, I, I didn't realize you were going to be uh, going to be involved. I, I, Dad offered me the second AD a while ago, but uh, the whole keeping my health insurance because my wife has cancer kind of makes. Put that takes, in, in, takes total in, precedence in. over because uh, <laughs> as, as much as I'd like to work on it, it's like uh, that. And uh, our art director just gave him a phone call and said, uh, "Would you like to?" Uh, work she hasn't called me yet. But well, supposed to, but whatever. I doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I can give them a couple weeks, but that's good. But if they want it, they can have it. And half of this, <laughs> we're actually cutting this uh, budget really tight because uh, about. A third of our labor is internships from the college. Yeah, they say, well, they say internships. It's just it's PA, free, free PAs. Well, but that when, when the current director of that department was brought on, he was brought on with the understanding that he would do professional productions that the kids could get experience on. Well, it, and it, and this is really the first mm-hmm. professional production that he's been able to pull off. It is, and we're okay. It's just really kind of odd <clears> because – most of these kids can only produce us about five hours a week at the most. Yeah. So the problem is just like they, they want all this like free college labor, but at the end of the day, if you don't have good people in the right positions, it's going to look like a college film. It's going to be crap. Luckily, they're not. They're well, actually, yeah. you got to have your, you got to have your luckily leads. Luckily, they're that, not doing that. It's like doing a, a film in Canada. You bring your leads with you and get the locals. Oh, well, and that's what this really you is. have to legally. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what we. Well, yeah, because they used to bring everybody to Canada and then get some uh, Rulo and guys. Well, it doesn't matter what country. That's actually how you're making your films now because everyone kind of wised up. Yeah. But here, what we got going is, uh, yeah, all the key positions are, in fact, professionals that have been in the in- industry for a while. Yeah, I knew that. And uh, even most of our uh, first assistants are all people that have been in the industry for a long time. Well, everybody else is pretty much. Oh, we got hey squeaky over there. Shh. Well, and that was the experience we had when we shot our pilot. Is we didn't have a first AD. Well, one of our camera guys said no, he was. We didn't have a first. He AD. said he was first AD, and he was really uh, he was really number two camera. And because we didn't have a first AD, for most part, it because the formatting of our show didn't matter a whole lot. Until la- well, the last, the last day. day, and we went way over time because we didn't have somebody pushing everybody. Yeah. Well, it, luckily, you, it wasn't really well, that you, way over. It was a few hours. We need to. Still, well, like, I think you need to define what a first AD actually does on site because most people have no idea how a oh, film is put together. Let's not get into this. It's going to start getting really boring, like more boring than it is. Well, no, it's just basically it's the first AD is a wait, 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 wait. Let's put it this way. The director directs the people in front of the camera. The first AD directs everyone behind yeah, the, the camera. camera. That's yeah, all you that, need to know. yeah, basically, it's just he's the slow driver. No, he's just he's the he's the total Hitler of the set, and he runs everything. Period. Just, yeah, period. and you don't argue with him because he'll yell at you, and he's mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, anyway, I just we're getting a little inside baseball. Well, some people <laughs> like to hear that. <clears throat> I know, but just. It's been enough. I got to give one quick AD story, first AD story. <laughs> no, see, stories are okay. We're just talking about semantics. Here. Yeah, I, I was working a really, really, I'll tell you, my really <laughs> low budget, <laughs> low budget sci-fi flick, and I mean, this was so low budget. The first AD, her job before that had been one of the stunt women on the Conan the Barbarian show, <laughs> Universal, <laughs> which had just gotten shut down. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's <laughs> great. Wow, that, <laughs> we have one day where we're doing a, a, a 
a scene with like four or five gasoline explosions. Not big ones, but smaller ones. Were you working for William, Williams then? Jerry Williams? Yeah, it's, it's okay. for Jerry. Jerry's got the, pot, the pyro card. Okay. He's the pyro on set. He's the fire marshal standing right next to him. She comes out, okay, everybody, let's get the gas out there. And the number two guy, Bruno, he turns to her and says, you know, I think I'm going to wait for the guy with the pyro card standing next to the fire marshal to give me the gas go okay. Not you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was a twit. So I, I was working on this bad film. <laughs> lesbian love story? No. Um, <laughs> the one after that. It was a lesbian romantic comedy, okay? Except they forgot the comedy part. But <laughs> the, uh, no. Lesbian porn, okay. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. <laughs> now, uh, so the, the, the star of the film was the backer and the writer and, oh, the, this and is- the director. <laughs> We're talking, yeah, we're talking total Oscar nod here. So, I could say his name because it doesn't matter. You don't know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) He's been in two films anyone's ever heard of. Because most most of his money... most of them were porn. Most of them goes, of his money, goes to making these crappy films that he just exports to Germany where they love crappy... Stupid thrillers like that, like action. So thrillers. why not just uh, hire the Hoff to star in them? Then he'll make three times the money. Do you know how hard it is to get the Hoff dude? sober? <laughs> just, I mean, if you want to make a whole movie of him lying down trying to eat a Wendy's burger, yeah, well, you know. But anyway, so that went viral. Art house film, man. <laughs> so it, there was a really stupid, dumb. I don't know what to call him. He was like, he was like a PA, but. Dumber, <laughs> but he had been with the the UPM for so long, the the line producer for so long that he didn't have the heart to get rid of him. He was like kind of a sad puppy. Oh, and, he's <laughs> Kimmel's version of. <laughs> Are we being I'm bad? gonna edit that. It's a little, it's a little inside baseball there. And so uh, what happened was um, my mistake. <laughs> so the, the the main the lead wanted a certain food. There was none open. It was a late night. He just got whatever food he got. And he kind of tried to joke with the star a little bit about it. Like, oh, sorry. Guy freaks out, pushes him, and he's standing next to, like, three little stairs. So pushes him basically to the ground. Nice. And and the rest of us are like, okay, we're paying paid so little to put (laughs) up with that guy. And the best thing that was said on the set that... During that time was uh, the second AD on that film. She had done tons of stuff. She was just filling time. I mean, sure. she, she had worked on as a second on ER for years and just X Files and just uh, whose line is it anyway? Actually, as well. Oh, really? Just knows all these people, and she was just filling time. She's like, I knew I shouldn't have. I, I told myself not to. <laughs> and uh, she, the the next the, season the, will start in three weeks. Come the on. First, the first AD was like. Hey, stop talking out there because you could hear it inside, and it was sure. this. It was this guy, the star, and so she looked at him and just said it without even thinking because he's standing right there. And he goes, "Hey, you can't get him to act. How am I supposed to get him to shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. so basically, as PAs, we all banded together and said, "If he even tries one thing for the rest of this, we're we, done. We're walking." Nice. The next night, <laughs> uh, one of our he he made a snide comment because one of the other PAs 
got in his face because he was just like, you can't, you know, who the hell are you? You're nobody. It's, you know, treat, treat everyone like human beings. Uh, the next night he was like, oh, hey, your retarded friend's not here anymore. And so my buddy just turned, just walked away. Didn't even just acknowledge him, just rolled his eyes, walked away. As he, as he turned around, this mm-hmm. dude raised his arm like going to punch him in the back of the head. But then the first AD caught him and then we all walked. <laughs> and I kept all the walkie-talkies <laughs> as ransom for our last paycheck. Oh, good for you. So we got our last paycheck. And I just said, Where's our walkie-talkies? And, and when the, when, when the line producer gave me the big deal, I was just like, dude, you, we are not going to work in an environment where you let the star beat people up. It's just Fair, not going to happen. No. Because no. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen is four of us are going to beat him up. This is what's going to happen. And you better So we walked rather than... Go to jail. Beating this guy. <laughs> so no, it was an awesome time. I I really. I was very young and naive. I've never been involved. You never with, know what you did for money. I've never been involved with a cheap production that went well, where the producer was also the writer and actor in it. I did oh, that. I, I got involved with with that show, the Anasazi show, stage production. Yeah, you, you, oh, you ran oh. right on. And so the, <laughs> the, the one I almost got kicked off of. You know? <laughs> this old lady wrote it, was co-producer on it, and one of the actors. One of the, the she producer, was the, like one of the lead. Actors. No, she she wow. wasn't the lead. She was a supporting yeah. actor, and she would spend every night, even though she wrote it and she knew the story and been doing it for years at other stages. She spent every night trying to upstage the perform the the, the real act, the real actor. I mean, it was pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember I always almost got um, kicked off because uh, there's a there's a kissing scene, and I mean nobody nobody went to this thing. I mean, it was like empty, yeah. and like the next year we did a melodrama, and that drew people. This didn't. <laughs> what protection is this? Thing? I must. But anyway, it was, so, it was so, at Zion Canyon. So this, uh, yeah, I must the, have been living in Vegas at the time. No, you were in Saudi. That's why I came back for. Oh, oh, so he that's was, what you were complaining about the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so he kisses this girl, <laughs> and like I, I was on a light or something. I was doing lights. That's what. Yeah, I was you're doing. on a light board, <laughs> and I just went. And then I did it the next night, <laughs> and the next night, and then the the, the lead actress finally figured it out, just found out it was me, and she's like. I thought the same guy was coming every night <laughs> just to scream at us. Yeah, some fun. Was, well, it was the only fun we had. Well, well, the only other thing that happened that was exciting was the rattlesnake behind my head. <laughs> he kept going back until we finally had to have him put down. Well, the guy would just take it and put it somewhere else. Somewhere yeah, else. And it'd come back. Yeah, we, we, so, we had like this. four times. I'm like. He's the two guy, feet from my skull. The, the guy who ran the concession stand really was like the house manager had like three teeth, and when we just get him whenever the rattlesnake would show up, and he'd get out there with, with the get out there with a shovel and pick the rattler up yeah. and go walking with him. Clean us from the Simpsons. <laughs> that there is good eating there, buddy. He was a nice guy, just a little off. He had a temper, dude. Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. Well, at least he didn't wash his hands in arsenic every night. <laughs> well, we gotta wrap it up. It's time to go. Well, we still have the haiku. Oh, we'll do that after them. Yeah, so right. That's, that's going to be an editing edit thing. Right. Anyway, well, that's us just BSing over nothing. Once again. And if you've downloaded it, we are sorry. I mean, I mean we're, we're thankful. thankful. Yeah. Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. I'm not putting my name on this one, by the way. 
the whole That's show right. or just this episode. Not after those cancer drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. He doesn't want his wife to know. She's dead. She doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call that a night. Oh come on! <laughs> really? <laughs> Headphones out. <laughs>